Hello and welcome to the Footy Pod. I'm Abhimanyu Bodhakur, affectionately known as Bore, on this podcast. And today we're going to talk about something which has dominated the modern footballing landscape for the past five years, but has not necessarily been given due context in terms of tactics. Of course, we're going to talk about pressing. Now, before we proceed, I'd like to get a short plea in. Uh, give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Like, share, subscribe with your friends so that we get to know that you are liking the content we're putting out. We can bring you even more of it. Now, pressing is basically an effective tactic to recover possession of the ball. And that is reflected in the quotes of the master of the modern footballing grade, Pep Guardiola, when he says that I want the ball for 90 minutes. When I don't have the ball, I go to press high because I want the ball. And pressing is one of the most effective tactics out there to recover possession of the ball. It is one of the five core principles when it comes to out-of-possession defending. And this is an attempt, an honest attempt by the folks at the footy pod to bring you an enlarged glossary of the term in terms of tactics and data. So without further ado, let us proceed. Now imagine a situation where we have two teams on the football field, as there often is, uh, and the team in possession of the ball is denoted by black and the team out of possession is denoted by red. Now let us imagine the black team's goalkeeper is in possession of the ball and they have multiple passing options available to them. They can chip a ball out to the fullback, play a direct shot pass to either of the centre-backs or get adventurous and play a strongly weighted pass to one of their midfielders. This is fairly trivial situation to play out of. There is no pressure on the ball from the red team. And we don't foresee any problems when the black team tries to play out from the back. Now, imagine a situation where there is a concerted effort by the team in red to close down space and limit the passing options available through the team in black. So, one of the strikers jumps on the central defensive midfielder or the pivot. The left finger jumps on one of the centre-backs. The full-back jumps on the opposition full-back. One of the strikers jumps on the other centre-back. The right winger jumps on his opposing fullback. The double pivot jumps on both of the high midfielder number eights. And on the rest of the pitch, we go man to man. Now, this becomes an interesting situation just by a few directed movements towards players that can receive the ball. This becomes a really difficult situation to play out of. And only the best teams with the best goalkeepers and the best players uh, with as, as far as the movements is concerned, can play through this. Now, this is called high pressing and it is basically an attempt to force a mistake from the opposition so you can recover possession of the ball high up the pitch and generate chances by players running in behind the defensive line or just basically retaining position in the opposition's half versus your own half. Now, you might be tempted to ask the question, if we have such an aggressive high press man-to-man all over the pitch, how do we play through it? Well, it relies on two things. Number one is your goalkeeper's ability to find a good pass, right? And the second part is clever movement on the part of your teammates, clever occupation of space by them. One way that this press can be completely bypassed is by playing long. However, most modern keepers are quite good at coming off the line and, you know, uh, negating this threat. 
Another option we can have is that the striker drops deep and takes up a position in between the lines. And the goalkeeper can confidently chip a ball over to them strongly, but the striker has to trap the ball. Now, once this situation has take, taken place, this can generate a really dangerous transition for the team in red because the left winger from the black team can make a run in behind and the striker who has now trapped the ball can swivel on the ball and play a pass in behind the defensive line and the black team can has a chance now to go ahead and score. This was something that we saw repeatedly from Andre Onana, Lukaku and some of Inter Milan's runners in the recent Champions League final. And Lukaku is really good at this sort of thing where he drops uh, deep uh, in between the lines and the spaces and traps the ball and can, you know, turn and feed some of the runners that run in behind the line. And Andre Onana especially is great at breaking the lines of pressure using these, uh, you know, line-breaking passes. One thing that cannot be said for Lukaku is his disappointing finishing in the box in that Champions League final. However, when it comes to finishing in the box, I'm sure he's doing well with Megan the Stallion. Moving on, uh, we need to learn about what are pressing triggers and pressing traps. And this is demonstrated no better than Manchester United versus Brentford, where Manchester United ended up losing 4-0 to Brentford away from home. And we can just see uh, a situation where uh, two of Manchester United centre-backs are close to the goalkeeper, David De Gea, and there uh, are two strikers pushed onto the centre-backs. And in the rest of the pitch, they are going man-for-man man with uh, the lone pivot midfielder, Eriksen, and the two full-backs. On the left side, you have Luke Shaw, and on the right side, you have Diego Taglo. Now, this is a concerted effort by Brentford to set up what is known as a pressing trap because they have analysed Manchester United prior to this game. They know what the weaknesses and strengths of Manchester United are. They know that David De Gea, while being a really good shot stopper, is perhaps not the best on the ball. So, we can trigger a press whenever the ball goes to him and force a mistake out of him so that we can recover the ball high up the pitch and get a chance to score. Now, that is exactly what happens. Lissandro Martinez takes a goal kick, passes it to David De Gea, and suddenly, it's Ivan Tony who makes a curved run. This curved run is to block the pass into Harry Maguire, who's on the opposite side of Lissandro Martinez. Now, this is a good situation for Manchester United to have, actually, because... Baiting this press leaves up a lot of space in behind the opposition and then you can generate transitions through that. You can proceed to attack on the counter-attack because there's so much space left in behind when you press high. So this is a favorable situation for Manchester United. And What should have happened is that Deha makes a strongly weighted pass to Ericsson. Now, strongly weighted is key here because Ericsson just needs to just needs to divert that strongly weighted pass back to Harry Maguire. So it has to be perfectly weighted for Ericsson so that he can just swivel and direct that ball towards Harry Maguire, almost like a bounce pass. And Harry Maguire, who's quite good at breaking the lines of pressure, can play a diagonal pass into uh, the more advanced players and Manchester United can progress on the transition that way. 
However, what happens instead is that De Gea makes a very poorly weighted pass. It's a really weak pass. It's almost trickling along to Eriksen. And Matthias Jensen, who's the red player marking uh, Eriksen, is much faster than Eriksen. Eriksen is not known for his pace. And he overtakes Eriksen, wins the ball back. And Brentford get a chance to score. Jensen shoots. And it basically uh, Manchester United go 2-0 down. And this ends up being a really bad game for them. It basically highlights De Gea's deficiencies on the ball, which is why now you are seeing uh, Manchester United move on to a new goalkeeper in Andre Onana. So pressing in this way, playing through a press, two very important uh, aspects of the modern game. Here we see Brentford set up a trap for David De Gea. They trigger a press as soon as the uh, ball goes towards David De Gea. Matthias Jensen triggers his press as soon as the pass is weak and you have a chance to score from Brentford. So, a pressing trap is something which is directed at specific players who are weak on the ball, and a pressing trigger is when the opposition decides to press when something like a weak pass or an inaccurate pass is made by the team in possession. Now, let us explore Manchester United's 3-0 defeat away to Sevilla in the Europa League quarterfinal from this past season. Now, this is another pressing trap by Sevilla targeted towards both David De Gea and Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire, known for his ability when he is facing away from his own goal on the ball, but not necessarily known for receiving the ball under pressure, turning and then proceeding away with it. You know That's something that Lissandro Martinez is quite good at, but not something Harry Maguire is good at. So one option that De Gea could have had on his hands in this case where three of the Sevilla players are quite advanced, but a lot of Manchester United players seem to be open, is to play a long ball into Casemiro, who's the lone pivot in this case. Play a long ball into Casemiro, you bypass the press completely, no problems, Manchester United didn't move forward. Another option, the more riskier option, something you might see Edison Moresh do for Man City, is to act like he is going to play the pass to Maguire, to position his body in such a way that... Uh, Sevilla are baited into pressing Harry Maguire and this opens up a ton of space for David De Gea to play the ball into. He can just direct the press towards Maguire, swivel on the ball and play a ball to Victor Lindelof who was in this position right here. Of course, David De Gea is not really capable of doing this. Um, so what you see happen instead of this perfect pass that would have allowed Maguire to run with the ball in his stride and progress the play, what you see happen instead is a weakly weighted pass towards Maguire. He cannot get it away in time. Sevilla apply the squeeze. Uh, they win back the ball and they basically get a chance to score. And it's El Naziri who ends up taking a shot and scoring. So that's how pressing can be effective in terms of winning the ball high up the pitch and you know breaking up play, uh, recovery of possession and converting turnovers into chances for scoring. Pressing really important. Every team does it in the modern game. You need to have goalkeepers who are good at playing through a press. You need to have players who are tactically adept to understand when to trigger a press and when to back off. You need to have players who are adept at understanding how to beat a press. And that's that's basically how pressing fits into the modern footballing landscape. 
And from a data aspect, we can have a look at some data from Mark Stats. He regularly puts out data over here on his website. And looking at the Premier League 22-23, uh, we can look at this term called defensive line height. Now, if you just go to the glossary and look at the definition for defensive line height, you will see that it's defensive actions average distance from the own goal end meters. Now, what this means is that basically, if you have a team that presses high, right, a team that presses high is going to have a high defensive line. Because if you press high and you win back the ball high, that allows you to stay high. So your average defensive line goes up from your own goal. And so you have a high defensive line. So a high press, a successful high press directly correlates with a high defensive line. And if you just go and look at this table and we see the height of the defensive line, we immediately see Man City and Arsenal, you know, the, the teams that finished top two in the Premier League this season. So this is no surprise. And Liverpool as well on third, who are quite well known for their pressing. So, yeah, uh, pressing is a tactic which is common amongst the best teams and you need to be good at pressing if you want to be a good football team and challenge for the best trophies and it's the team which pressed the best in the Premier League last year that went on to win the treble and that's no coincidence so thank you guys for listening to us we've been the footy pod and we really appreciate you taking out the time to hear this uh, this has been a shorter video from what we usually put out but it's just so that we can help our audience learn more about the game, which is our aim in this at this podcast in the first place. So hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next one.